Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash, am I the butthole? Am I the butthole for refusing to sell the place that I bought with stripper money? For several years, I was a stripper. I have no shame about what I did and only quit when I got a better job offer. In the time that I worked as a stripper, I intentionally lived as cheaply as possible. A sucky little studio flat, living off ramen, wearing old clothes. Because my coworkers all told me they were able to buy their own places on their income as long as they saved like crazy. Before I retired, I managed to outright buy myself a three-bedroom flat. I rented out the other two rooms for a while, but I got sick of having roommates. So now I have them up online for shorter stays, but not to rent. I met this guy about 18 months ago, and we've been together since. He knows about my employment history, and he said that he has no issue with it. Though, he did ask me to tell his family the white lie that I occasionally use, which is that I was a waitress. Which I kinda was, to be frank. A month ago, we found out that I'm two months pregnant. He says this is great news and that we should move in together. I assumed that he'd be moving into my place because he rents his, a far smaller one-bedroom flat while I own mine, and I have room for a baby's room while he doesn't. Also, I really don't want to leave my flat. It's my flat, and I love it. I could see myself living here for the rest of my life, and I don't want to lose the security of owning a flat and have to go back to paying rent or a mortgage each month. However, he then said that he didn't want to move into my place and said that I should sell it and we should buy a place together. I said that I like my place. It means a lot to me that I was able to buy it, and it represents years of working my butt off, scrimping, and saving. He then said that he understands all of that, but we should be living together by the time the baby comes, and he didn't want to live in my flat. I asked him why not. It's a great flat. It's central to everything. It's spacious. It's got room for all of his stuff. There's a daycare in the building, run and owned by another tenant, and the school is just a five-minute walk away. The list goes on. And he said that he didn't want to live in a flat that was bought with stripper money. That really pissed me off, and I told him no effing way am I selling my flat when he never had an issue with my stripper money paying for the flat before now. I said I wasn't giving up the security of owning a home for someone who tries to make me feel ashamed about something that I don't feel ashamed of. He said that his point is that if I sold the flat, then we could get a new place with the money from the sale. I said, wouldn't that be stripper money? And he said, that's different. And I asked how. He then said he was going back to his place because I can't talk to you when you're in this state. He went back to his flat and he texted me saying that I'm overreacting and being irrational and I need to think of this realistically rather than emotionally. He says he wouldn't feel right raising a child in my flat knowing how I purchased it and selling and moving is the best idea for all of us. Not to mention the fact that he isn't on the deed because it's my place and it would never feel like our place because of this. I feel like I might be the butthole because I get why he might feel like it's just my place. And I feel like I'm being too rigid in a time that we need to work together. Plus, I spoke to my sister and she sided with him, so two out of three people think that I'm in the wrong here. Am I the butthole? Alright OP, I think I'm picking up some red flags here from your boyfriend. First of all, if he's ashamed of how you spent your stripper money, then that means he still judges you for your profession. And that definitely won't give you a strong foundation of your relationship. 
Secondly, and this is just sort of a gut feeling because I don't have any real hard evidence for this, but my suspicion is that the only reason why he wants you to do this is so that when you... Okay. Actually, down in the comments, I'll let Grindigo say my thoughts. Not the butthole. Sell your place and use the money to buy a new place, huh? How much would he be pitching in on the new place since he wants to be on the deed so badly? Since he's renting, I'm guessing zero dollars. This guy's a loser who just can't handle that you've been more successful at life and wants to use you as a leg up. Yeah, OP, I have a sneaking suspicion that when it's time to buy a new house, he's going to insist that you both put your names on the lease. And then he'll say, Babe, why don't you use the money from your old house as a down payment and then I'll cover the rest. And by then it'll be too late because all he has to do is break up with you and suddenly he owns half the house. And then OP posted an update. But before I get into the update, I checked OP's posting history and she also posted an r slash legal advice UK. And the title of the post is, I have two audio recordings of my ex admitting to tampering with birth control. Is this any use? Alright, so on to the update. First off, I dumped him. He initially said that he doesn't want to be a parent if we're not a couple, but earlier this week, he told me he wants majority custody, so not only does he not have to pay child support, but if he gets majority, then I end up paying him. He actually said that that was his reasoning. He also runs his own startup and admitted the startup is basically done for, and he was hoping that when I sold my place, I could also put a cash injection into his business with the money. So basically, this was all about money for him. There's going to be a legal case, but I've gotten legal advice and it looks like I'll be able to get sole custody, which is what I intend to go for. In the last couple of weeks, my sister has doubled down and is trying to get me to fix things with my ex because a baby should have a complete family. So I have not been involving her in my pregnancy, which she is furious about. She also told our parents, which I am furious about, so we're not speaking right now. I also want to say thank you to everyone who commented on my first post. When I first posted, between my boyfriend and my sister, I was genuinely convinced that I was in the wrong. So to have such an overwhelmingly supportive response really helped me realize that I shouldn't doubt myself so much. And with that realization, plus everything going on right now, I decided to go to therapy, which I'll be starting next week. All in all, the outcome of this is that I'm probably going to be a single mother in the flat that I own, and honestly, a pretty decent outcome. Well, I was pretty close. I thought that he just wanted half of your house, OP, but it turns out he wants half of your money, which is effectively the same thing. Am I the butthole for allowing a dad to humiliate his son in my class? I teach 5th grade, which is usually a hit or miss in terms of behavior. I have one student, Calvin, who is quite disruptive. He's the class clown, except it's not cute. The other day, he climbed on top of the tables in the library and started dancing when he thought I wasn't looking. I tried different ways to work around it, but I feel like I can no longer be Mr. Nice Guy. I assume that his parents spoil him, so I was hesitant to talk to them because that seemed like a lost cause. The kid had his own personal driver. Boy, was I wrong. I did speak to his dad, who was furious. He brought Calvin to me and made him apologize. He said that if he ever got another bad report like he did with the library, then he would sit with him in class like he was a baby. That threat seemed to get Calvin's attention, but seemed empty. I mean, this dude didn't even have time to drop his kids off at school. Things were fine for a while. Then he started up with purposefully giving stupid answers when I called on him. 
I pulled him to the side and asked him if he wanted his dad to babysit him in school and he said no because his dad wouldn't do it because it would embarrass him. So I emailed his dad and asked if he could sit with him in class. Calvin didn't know what was going to happen and kept telling his dad to go. His dad stayed with him all day and Calvin hated it. He micromanaged, bossed, and snapped at him all day. I think the worst part was having his friends laugh at him. Calvin did cry a few times. His dad was like the boss from hell. Ever since then, his behaviors improved. And I know people will ask why I wasn't more hands-on with discipline. This is a $25,000 to $35,000 a year private school. A lot of the parents are famous entertainers and there's a long wait list to get in. Things are very different than in public school. Down in the comments, Philosophy says it better than I ever could. I was Calvin. Class clown, very early ADHD diagnosis, emphasis on hyperactivity. In fifth grade, I almost stabbed my teacher running with scissors. And somehow, I always managed to get into disagreements with the other kids. I wasn't spoiled, but instead beaten at home, heavily. Mr. Stewart, my teacher at the time, took a similar approach to yours. Very punitive. I got blamed for everything. He even told my mother that I wouldn't graduate from high school. You know, I'll never forget it. That shame I internalized from such formative years is something that has limited my potential, and I'll now have to work on it for the rest of my life. I am somewhat successful overall, but my self-esteem is garbage. True life satisfaction only seems so far from reach. Shame on you for shaming children. Shame on you for judging them instead of attempting to understand these kids and the roots leading to their behaviors. Everyone sucks here except for Calvin. And then underneath that, Burblord says exactly what I was thinking. Honestly, if Calvin's dad is willing to publicly humiliate him like that, I can only imagine how bad he has it at home. So, OP, I'm giving you 4 out of 5 buttholes for completely failing in your role as a teacher to this kid. If I were a teacher and a parent tried to pull this stunt on one of my students, I would call security and have them escorted off of the premises. Am I the butthole for throwing my sister out of my house after she billed me? My sister is a train wreck. She needed a place to stay and I have a large enough home for an extra person. She has no job or income. I told her she had a few months to get herself together and leave. I give her about $100 a week to keep my house clean so she has some cash. So I gave my sister 100 bucks, and she said I owed her more. I was confused. She said that she did other work for me. I asked her what more did she do. She said she walks my dog in the afternoon, but I walk my dog every morning and evening. But she takes him with her on her afternoon walks. She said the going rate for a dog walker is $25 per walk, so 5 walks times $25 equals $125 on top of the 100 bucks. Then she mentions that she put together a scrapbook of personal letters and papers, and according to her and Etsy, that job was easily another $75. I told her I never gave her permission to do those things. Her argument is that those jobs fell under the umbrella of keeping the house clean, and I was ripping her off. So I threw her out. The money isn't the issue. I have plenty of disposable income. I was disgusted by how she came at me. Down in the comments, Spongebob No Pants says exactly what I was thinking. Not the butthole. I would have countered with a bill for food, rent, and utilities. Am I the butthole for not giving my younger sister more inheritance? I'm a 46-year-old woman, and I recently lost both of my parents in quick succession. 
They both died peacefully of natural causes in old age. I have an older brother, 47, and a younger sister, 32. Yes, I was 14 when my sister was born. She was a menopause baby. In fact, my mother thought that most of her early pregnancy was symptoms of menopause. We were all excited to have a new baby though, especially me as I was the youngest of all the cousins and none of my friends had young siblings when we were growing up. My parents were always very fair with all of us when it came to money and time spent with us. They encouraged our hobbies and liked to spend time with us. Our dad died first and everything went to our mom. When she died, everything was split between the three of us apart from things that were stated such as a set of golf clubs to my brother and jewelry left especially to my sister and me. We decided to sell our parents' house and split the proceeds equally as none of us wanted to live in it. Last week, my brother and I received an email from our sister. She believes that she should be given more inheritance money or the entire proceeds of the house sale. Her reasoning for this is that because she's so much younger than my brother and I, she got to spend less time with my parents while they were alive than we did. Somehow, she reasons that this is fair. My brother and I think that this is absolute nonsense. Our parents were clear on splitting things equally. We both left home when we turned 18 to go to university, and we were lucky that we didn't need to return home for a while to save money or anything like that. My sister lived with our parents until she was 25. My brother and I have agreed that we're not giving our sister any more of our share of the inheritance, which isn't that much anyway. And the proceeds of the house will be split three ways, as specified in both of our parents' wills. She said that we're selfish and she's owed this because she didn't have as much time with our parents. I don't feel like I'm in the wrong here, but a few of my friends have suggested that I make a token payment to keep her happy. I don't think she would be unless it was a significant portion of my inheritance or my share of the house sale. Am I the butthole for not wanting to give my sister more money just because she's younger than me? Alright, so first of all, this sister's logic makes no sense. Logically speaking, your sister actually spent more time with her parents than you did because she spent an extra 7 years living with them. Also, come to think of it, she had completely uninterrupted access throughout most of her life to your parents. If you were 14 when she was born and you moved out of the house when you were 18, that means that from age 4 to 25, she was living alone in the house with your parents. So, if anything, she owes you money. But, of course, the real answer is that nobody owes anyone any money because her logic is stupid and doesn't make any sense. OP, you get 0 out of 5 buttholes and your sister gets 2 out of 5 buttholes for being selfish. Am I the butthole for FaceTiming my wife in the store? I'm a 42-year-old guy and I got a call from my wife when I was getting off of work and she asked me to pick her up some pads from the store. I asked her to send me a text with a picture of the one she uses to make sure I got the right kind. I get to Walgreens and I can't find the kind that she texted me so I FaceTimed her in the pad aisle and was showing her the section where the brand is to see if I could get another kind. About 30 seconds in, a woman comes up to me and tells me that I'm being inappropriate and that she's going to report me. Mind you, my wife is on video with me this whole time. I tell my wife to text me a backup pad that I could get her at the end of the call. Right as my wife is texting me, a male store manager and a female clerk come up to me with the woman behind them and he asks what I'm doing and that he got a complaint that I was behaving inappropriately. I explained that I was there to buy pads for my wife and I couldn't find her brand. I told him that since I didn't see it, I called her on FaceTime. The woman then starts shouting that I was taking pictures of her and I was lying. I showed the manager the text from my wife and I told him I just wanted to get my wife her pads and leave. 
the manager and the woman went up to the front of the store and the whole time she's screeching to him that he needs to call the police and have me arrested for being a pervert. The clerk stayed behind and asked if she could help me find what I needed. I agreed. I showed her the box my wife texted me and she said they were out. She then said that this other pad in the same brand would work just as well. I texted my wife a picture of the pads the clerk picked out and she said they were fine. I paid for the pads and left and when I got to the car, I cried. A grown freaking man crying in his car. I've never felt more embarrassed and humiliated in my life. When I told my wife what happened, she went pale and hasn't stopped apologizing to me. Was I the butthole for FaceTiming? I don't think I was doing anything wrong, but is there some unspoken rule about the pad aisle that I don't know about? Nah, OP, you get 0 out of 5 buttholes. In fact, I might give you negative butthole points because any guy who buys pads for a woman and doesn't make a big deal about it is an automatic bro. So I guess negative 1 out of 5 buttholes? That was r slash am I the butthole, and if you like this content, then check out my Patreon where I publish extra podcast episodes. Also, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.